Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Business Advisor brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I hope everybody enjoyed our last episode, kind of recapping what we did in 2021, and we're excited for some great episodes here in 2022. Today, we're going to be talking about product strategy and software. And for as long as he can remember, Sean Boyce has been passionate about products, from taking apart widgets as a kid, most of which went back together, to building and launching software product companies. Sean has always been fascinated about products. That's why he founded Next Step Consulting to help companies bring a product to life. Next Step Consulting supports customers with creating a product roadmap, selecting and prioritizing features, engineering an effective user experience, and executing effective product marketing. Sean, thanks so much for giving us a couple of minutes here on the CG Business Advisor. And let's just start with the basics. What exactly is a product strategy and why is it so important to have the right one? Great question, Scott. A product strategy, as I define it, is really having a plan which will set your product up for success. There's a lot that goes in, there's a lot that goes into setting a product strategy and being successful in product. And without it, uh, there's a lot of things that will ultimately, unfortunately, lead you to experience what is one of the highest failure rates when really trying to do anything. The failure rate in product is greater than nine out of 10. So it gets real complicated real fast. Sounds easy, it's not. Having a product strategy can really eliminate a lot of the confusion to make that process a lot easier for everybody who wants to be successful in product. So what are the business benefits? Just uh, trying to eliminate that failure rate? That's a big one. In addition to that, you really wanna know, there's a lot of key elements that you really wanna line up the best as possible. One of the biggest pitfalls in product is kind of completing things out of order. So we want to make sure we line uh, a number of these elements up as well as we can to complete the ones that we should sequentially as best as possible. And that's understanding who your target market is, understanding who your buyer is, who your economic buyer is that may be different from your actual user, the problems that they're experiencing that you're expecting to solve for them, how they're trying to solve those problems today, what we refer to as the existing solution. So we can have a better understanding and where that existing solution falls short and how your product is going to solve that problem better and how they're solving it today, kind of so on and so forth. So product strategy and roadmap, which is one of the things that I design for companies is expected to identify and then answer all of those questions for you. So you can have the right kind of plan to success for your product. That's interesting. Uh, and listen, we live in a digital world now. So how does software kind of come into the mix here? Yes. So when we ultimately get around to building the ultimate product or the product that's going to solve that problem for your target market customer better than how they're trying to solve it today, software it can play a key element in that. And that can be 100% of how you are ultimately solving that problem. Or think of it like a SaaS product or as a software as a service where the software ultimately kind of is the product and it substantially is the business as well too. Or software can play a component in that role where you're combining software with some variation on service in order to bring to market what is commonly referred to today somewhat of a like productized service where you're still taking the best elements out there that are available when you think of products and building and selling product related businesses but you're incorporating kind of the best that software has to offer and service has to offer to create something kind of unique entirely mm. so it'll be the difference between actually having uh, some sort of digital component versus your product being the actual app 
Exactly. Yep. Doesn't have to be just software. You can still take advantage of the benefits that services offer, but you can also eliminate some of the weaknesses that services experience by incorporating those product or software elements. Do you recommend different strategies for different phases of the product? Absolutely. Uh, on the earlier side, you're going to want to do more discovery because you need to know everything there is to know about your target market. On the later side, when you have you know, an existing product, you may have different goals uh, that you want to achieve with that. You might want to expand into new markets. Uh, you might want to grow or you might want to go deeper into the niche that you are currently in. Depending upon whatever your ultimate goals are for the product, that will also update your strategy. And is it the same for the business side of it? Yes, uh, the business side of it can also ultimately also have different strategies depending upon what they want to achieve as well. Okay. Um, what about some professional service companies? Like when it comes to software and using it to either you know their you know, build their own products or to maybe optimize their efficiency, how do they leverage products that way? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, there's a number of things that professional services organizations can do to solve some of the bigger challenges that they experience. And in my experience, that's related to scaling. Service-based organizations really struggle with trying to reach scale. Overhead's expensive, train you have to do a lot of personnel management. So that gets expensive and time-consuming. The product elements that can be applied to the industry can really help professional services organizations with those goals related to scaling. And in particular, boosting their profits, which is also hard to do for previous or aforementioned uh, elements that I mentioned before. So when they start to think about how they can make real progress on those areas, which are typically a priority for a lot of professional services organizations, products is a great element to potentially introduce to make significant progress in both of those areas. Now, whether it's going to be productizing your services or introducing a software element to do at least some or all of that. Uh, you can use any of those strategies to make progress in those areas. It doesn't have to be all software uh, and it shouldn't be all service. There is a range there between basically exclusively software or a SaaS product all the way to and through what I consider to be a productized service, which has a number of different advantages for these professional services organizations. So really think of each as a tool, as in there's a place and a time, but more important than that are really the the challenges that we need to solve for those professional services organizations and, and ultimately how they want to solve them, right? We can use software, we can use productized services or some combination of both. Are they better off formulating their own or outsourcing, like, you know, finding a third-party software or product? Ultimately, my question to that is usually whatever is quicker and more cost-effective. Yeah. What we want to do is bring the product to market as quickly as we can because we want to validate it. We want to make sure that it, in fact, does solve the problems of that target market. So how we do that, I'm less interested in it. And, you know, I, I feel comfortable sharing that because I have a technical background. I've built a lot of software products. At the end of the day, don't really care so much how the product ultimately got built. What your customer cares about is whether or not it solves the problem. So how we bring that market, how we bring that product to market, especially in the beginning, I'm indifferent. Whatever is the quickest, most cost-effective way to do that. The number one priority first is to validate the value proposition. Once we have that confirmation, now we can go back and we can make it more efficient and more effective by introducing any other of those technical strategies. So how does this now drive a new revenue stream? Right. Uh, so where the new revenue stream can come from is after we bring a version of a product to market to solve either their problems or their clients' problems, and 
there are pros and cons to that approach as well too. That should keep providing them with it at minimum a boost in solving their own problem and improving their operational efficiency. So there's cost savings that are typically experienced immediately. Where the revenue comes from is um, if they have chosen to solve their client problems or their own problems, if they're solving their own problems in particular, chances are other organizations like them are having a similar, if not the same problem. As such, what they invested in can now be sold to them, providing value solving their problem because it solves a very specific problem that someone else who happens to also be in our target market also has. And whether we do that via productized services or software, again, it really doesn't matter. Uh, what matters more than anything is solving the problem. So if those problems are out there, if they have weak existing solutions for those problems and your product solves it better, then there's, there's value out there to be generated by other people taking advantage of using your product and for the revenue that ultimately you would produce by providing them with access. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, what about the strategies for nonprofits versus profit versus for profits? How, how do they differ? Good question. Nonprofits experience some unique challenges that unfortunately the um, that, that the nonprofits experience that are not necessarily um, found with a lot of the private institutions out there. And what I mean by that is where the source of funding usually comes from for nonprofit organizations. Uh, they are often held back to an extent by this element of where the source of their funding sometimes comes from, which is either donors uh, or grants. And those sources of funding in for nonprofits specifically come with some strings attached, which often limits what they can do from an innovation perspective. I'll give you an example. So if a grant uh, that is set to provide a nonprofit with a certain amount of funding, in order to secure that grant, more often than not, the nonprofit organization has to agree to whatever source of deliverables has been listed in that grant. And that source of deliverables is essentially predetermined. So if they say, you know, yes, I agree to these, uh, what we're expected to kind of accomplish here in order to get the funding, then they use the funding to follow a process that someone like myself might recommend, and they uncover a larger a potential opportunity where they can bring more value and they can scale more impact for more people if it doesn't match what was on the original list for what you know they required to achieve in order to get that source of funding or secure that funding they may not have the opportunity to pursue it so that's a disconnect uh, at the moment which the nonprofit industry experiences from time to time which is kind of tied to their source of funding unfortunately hmm. uh, how does next step consulting help companies achieve success with their product strategy well, the first thing we do is we look to validate essentially if they have a product strategy roadmap. Um, if they do, we look to validate it. If they don't, we help them build it. And that includes all those elements that I mentioned previously. You know, who is, you know, what is your target market and how well do you understand it? Who is your buyer? Uh, is your economic buyer different from your user, as in who would actually stand to benefit from the product or the software that you're going to be building? Then what problems are they experiencing? How well do the existing solutions solve those problems? And then what's the gap between the two of those in order to figure out how we can bring a product to market that solves that problem better than how they're solving it today? So the product strategy roadmap is really the first element. It takes into account what the organization's leaders or whoever the managers of this project in particular, what they're looking to get out of the product that they ultimately want to bring to market. Then next up, we'll also, uh, we also have services where we will help them validate that product strategy roadmap. So the roadmap helps them organize everything they want to do into a plan. 
the research element that we incorporate as well too includes interviewing individuals who would be within their target market to essentially validate and test their value proposition, which then validates the product strategy roadmap to say, okay, of all these areas that are on the roadmap, here are the weakest ones that we need to ultimately strengthen in order to get this roadmap validated so that you can move forward with it uh, with a degree of confidence. And beyond that, we also offer product officer services where I myself am available to work with them while we're going through the process of creating the roadmap, validating the roadmap, and then ultimately bringing their product to market. Yeah, well, it seems really helpful. Uh, where can listeners go for more information about Next Step? Yeah, the best place to go would be our website, uh, nextstep.io, N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io. And you can also email me directly, sean at nextstep.io to learn more. Sean, great information. Uh, I love this. Um, I'm sure some people will, will be getting in touch with you hopefully soon. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate you having me on the show. There you have it. Some great information from Sean Boyce from Next Step Consulting, NXT Step Consulting, talking about product strategy and software. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatnot, and make sure you're tuning in each and every uh, two weeks, the 1st and 15th of every month, as we release new episodes with a variety of great business-related topics. We'll talk to you next time right here on the CG Business Advisor.